looking for something? Yeah, um, I'm just, no, I'm just checking my clothes to see if there's any, um, beetles around here. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Uh, yeah? Mm-hmm. Are, are there? Oh, God. I don't know, Gavin. Are there? I don't know, Nick. Did you get them all out of your fucking hair? I don't know. Why were they there in the first place, Gavin? Well, you see. <laughs> here at, uh, Gavin Studios Incorporated, we're having a slight beetle problem in two of our little trees by the porch. And to demonstrate this, I kicked a tree, and the whole yard became infested with beetles. And one crawled inside of Nick's brain, laid eggs, and then fell out later while we were watching the show. Which is strangely... That sounds like something that's that could happen. That sounds like something that would happen in that show, which is called Invader Zim. It is Zim. on topic. We strive to give you the best, the funniest entertainment possible, which is why Nick is holding off going to the ER to record this <laughs> session just for you. I do not have long to live. I'm he is try losing, to get through this episode. He is losing brain cells by the second, folks. <laughs> He's got a bad case of the, the brain beetles. It's gonna make for good comedy, though. Based on my... On my most recent test scores, we've got about, uh, let's say, two two hours, maybe 145, if we're lucky, um, before my brain is completely devoured. So let's try and make this one snappy, all right? Yeah, we got a podcast in that time range. I better stop dicking around then. All right, so... I only have so long, Gavin. (laughs) Hey, um, we've... This is not the first thing we've recorded uh, in this little session. I'll just be honest about that, and I have been so off-topic. God, this is a train wreck. Anyway, if you somehow surmised while we were doing that bullshit, we just finished watching some Invader Zim, which... Invaded my Zim. So some background. I used to be a gigantic fan of Invaders and when I was when I was when I was just a youngin. Uh see, around I think 2010, uh Nicktoons started showing reruns because of course Invader Zim is not still making episodes, but started showing reruns. And my impressionable small child brain watched that and I'm like, hell fucking yeah. So that was my favorite cartoon for a while and I regret it deeply. Wow, it's almost like it's almost like you watched something that was good, and you're like, oh, wow, I like this. So, well, my impressionable... I have a past with Invader Zoom, too. Um, my impressionable childlike mind saw Invader Zoom. I saw a commercial for it, probably, and I instantly wrote it off, and this is the first time I've ever been exposed to it <laughs> since that one commercial that one day. I also had a bit of exposure to Invader Zoom, and that was, I think... The only time that I can really remember is one friend of mine, at one time that I went over to his house, he had it playing, and I, and I thought, like, man, this is kind of a good show. I should watch it at some point. And I just didn't at any point. I always meant to get around to watching it, but I just never did until today. I do that with so many things. Hey, same. So much all the time. Mm. There's so much I need to finish. God which me. is... Which, which... Hi, Voltron, my hero. Everything. <laughs> It makes me really happy that we're doing this podcast because I'm gonna get to to hit all those cartoon shows that I've never gotten around to watching. So, what do you guys think of Invader Zim? Well, jeez, listen, it had its ups, it had its downs, but at least this time I wasn't making joke about pie when I watched it. What? 
you know, when I when we were in You knew about pot when you were ten? I said pie. Oh. You know, when we were did I I thought you said I think Laura did have a sordid past. (laughs) You know, when we were in middle school and the that's why you liked invaders. In middle school when the Tillol's random XD humor was the pinnacle of all things. Well, let's talk about the episodes first. Yeah. Um, Nick and I used to have competitions about who could become the most random, and Saturn was the most common answer. I don't remember that. I remember it vividly. Okay, well, let's talk about the episodes. <laughs> well, don't even worry, Gavin, because me and your sister... What? Sorry to drag you under the bus, Gavin's sister. Don't. Just, do not. Don't. I'm not saying anything. I'm just saying we had a shitty sense do of humor. Do not bring up the pictures you showed me. <laughs> I didn't mean to bring those up. Do not. Maybe I'll put one of those on Twitter or something. Don't. <laughs> anyway. See, I'm a stand-in for our audience right now because I have no idea what's going on. And frankly, oh, I'll show you later. I am Jeez. terrified. I made some bullshit. God damn. Hey, Nick, what episodes did we watch? Let's see... I know episode one was called The Nightmare Begins. Was it the pilot or? No, it was not. That was not the pilot. Actually, in the pilot, fun fact, Zim was voiced by Billy West and not Richard Horvitz. Cool. Which, which is, Billy West is the fu- Futurama guy. Okay. Oh. Uh, Fry's his name, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So we watched episode one, The Nightmare Begins. Episode 3A, Parent Teacher Night. Episode 4B, Dark Harvest. Um, season one finale, Attack the Hideous New Girl. And then, episode 22B, Zim Eats Waffles. Well, yeah, that was the only one from season two we watched. Oh, boy. Yeah. I just realized I didn't show you guys the theme song. Oh, oh shit. Do you want to see that real quick? And I just showed them the theme song. Wow, what a great theme song, wow. folks. Wow. all right. I, I, okay, I gotta say, like, between, I, I lied a little bit. There was that one commercial, and then years later, not now, but, like, before, I saw this, like, article review something and it was talking about Invader Zim, and it said it was actually pretty good, and that it had, you know, this kind of really devoted, but really, like, niche uh, following to it. That was me. And it was, it was Laura. It was all Laura. <laughs> it was she, all wrote the, all, she wrote the article, and she impersonated thousands of people, mm-hmm. thousands of fans. It was all her. Mm-hmm. On alt accounts. She made the show, actually. I, I'm, I'm actually Jonan Vasquez. She is also Invader Zim. I it's, am Invader Zim. It's a life... It's a biography, am I right? Yeah, it is, actually. So, Laura, what, what can you tell us about... Can you tell us more about the tallest and their mistreatment of you as a child? Tell us about the real Zim. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. You're cutting a little too close here and reminding me of the goddamn awful uh, Invader Zim OC I made. Oh, no! <laughs> So I'm gonna stop this right here. Oh, don't shame yeah, post her. It somewhere. She was a middle schooler. All, all middle schoolers do it. Oh, no, fucking! I was never a middle schooler. You wanna bet? <laughs> Who was? I don't wanna bet. <laughs> I'd lose that, that bet. <laughs> what are my two favorites? Name: Purple and Red. Yeah, I'm letting you tell us Purple and Red. I have a stupid amount of knowledge for this show that I still have, so... Okay, are they the leaders? Yeah! Or... Yes, they are the almighty Are Polish. they... Are, is, there a, is there an emperor somewhere? Um... They keep referencing an emperor. Is that there? Emperor? Uh, the Urken Empire, that's just what it called... Uh, that's just what it's called. So, I'm about to go stupid crazy. Uh, the way Urken society is built mm-hmm. is that the tallest Urken is in charge. Mm-hmm. So right now I they're... Gathered. Yeah, so right now there are two who are the tallest, 
Uh, there were actually a couple other tallists that I've seen concept arts for. Mm-hmm. I think Zim killed them. Uh, wait, what? Well, yeah, he evaded his own home planet yeah. in the first uh, invasion. Oh, I think that might have been before that, because I think by then, red and purple were already the tallest. That's an interesting thing that I noticed in this first <laughs> episode, which, by the way... So the are first... they straight up the same height? Yeah. By the way, the first episode opens up, um, you see all of the Urkins gathering on their convention planet, um, their convention center planet. They have very specific planets. <laughs> um, and it's them talking about, or it's them assigning the new invaders, which are like their elite soldiers that go to different planets and kind of set up and prepare them for full Urkin invasion. It's like kindergarten graduation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The weird thing is they, they assign all the planets, and then Zim shows up, and they mention that he was... Like, oh, Zim. What, I, Fucking whatever Zim. their names are. Uh, I thought you voice. died. No, it's like, we thought we banished you. It's like, ah, yes. I can't do Zim either. <laughs> um, no, but it's like, oh, yes, I... I, I quit. I they, quit. They you banished... quit being banished. Yes. Which made me question... They said that. They said that. Yeah, they did. Which made it's me question... It's surprisingly self-aware. Like, Super self-aware. I love it. They talk about how, like, the, the tallest are, like, the... They hold all the power in their society, but... Do they have any actual power? Kinda. A little. Okay, so this little part... No. This part, I don't remember if this was, like, if it's actually canon or not. However, I do remember reading that in one episode, uh, someone mentioned a thing called a control brain, which are basically, like, biological computers that pretty much run the whole damn show... So they're, the control brains are basically in charge more than the tallest are. This has nothing to do with anything, by the way. Yeah, I, I, I was just questioning the fact that Zim just kind of comes in and asserts himself, and they really <laughs> don't have any way to deal with that other than putting him on another planet, which they could just say, like, yo, you're dead. Like, they, they didn't arrest him, they didn't boy. have him executed, they didn't, well, I mean, there would be no show if they did, but... <laughs> I mean, it, I don't know, it seems, that seems like a job that would be delegated to not the leaders of everything, which is why I assume there was an emperor somewhere. I mean, those guys didn't seem like the big bads, they just seemed, you know... Technically they are. They seemed high up, but The thing like, is, they don't give a shit about the earth, and they know Zim's gonna fuck things up, so might as well have them go fuck something up they don't give a shit about. Yeah, I. Well, they kind of implied at the end of the episode that they didn't even know the Earth was there. Cause yeah. Because they're, they're like, you're alive? Yeah. They, you kind of assume they just sent him off in a random direction and when, he found Earth. Well, when they gave him the assignment, when they showed they showed a picture of a planet with a question mark drawn on it as if they didn't know if it was there or not, but it was just on a sticky note t- taped on the side on this gigantic, impressive, like, space map of everything they did know about. I mean, honestly, that was kind of the point where I realized, like, okay, maybe I should stop questioning, like, their social hierarchy, because I don't think this show cares very much. Yeah, no, this isn't, this, this, ain't, this ain't the one to care about. You just gotta go with it, man. As More. I went along, I kind of got to the point where it's like, okay, yeah, so... Nobody cares. You just gotta, you just gotta smile and nod and go along with the shit. More importantly, this entire species has no fucking chill. No, they're just, they are just so angry and bloodthirsty and probably horny all the time, <laughs> all the damn time. But like, they're not okay. They're sometimes ravenous about it, like Zim is, I suppose, but. Like, the tallest aren't. They're just like, yeah, go kill everybody and, like, enslave 
everyone and have them work in our food court and work in the mines and send them to the janitor department or whatever. It's like, yeah. Or just grind them up, I don't care. <laughs> Invasion! Hurrah! The and then Ur- the group goes, hurrah! The Urkin Empire is a species of just total assholes. I feel like they... I feel they're like, ba- yeah, they're dicks. They're just straight-up dicks. Yeah. I feel like they more like the idea of invasion more than they actually like invading things. You know what? I wouldn't... Speaking I, of dicks. <laughs> I have two characters you could be talking about right now. I'm not sure which one it is. Um, Zim. <laughs> oh, okay. The in, three, then. Never mind. In, okay, no. The first episode... In my notes here, because I take notes while we uh, watch the episodes... I have that these guys are just so angry and that I wrote, stop everything. He he says that his love of invasion is like a pair of tight rubber pants. And then he goes on to, they, they doubt him and like, you're not worth, you know, you're not worth being an invader and you're so small. Like, why are you so short? Because our entire thing is about being tall and stuff. And Zim goes, but the, the will to just freaking cause pain. Excuse and- me. No. The quote. Oh, I'm sorry. Please, please. The quote is, Invader's blood runs through my veins like tiny radioactive rubber pants. Don't ignore the pants. Don't ignore my veins. Don't ignore my veins. I know for a fact he said, don't ignore my veins. I got most of it right. The veins in his rubber pants. Don't ignore them. Let's go on. That that happens and they're like, okay, we'll send him off to the shithole that we don't know about. And After then, they make Gar out of a couple of parts they found in the trash. His name is Gur. Yeah. After they make Gur out of a couple of parts they found in the trash. What does Gur stand for? I don't know. Probably Dur. His name is But Gur. with a G. It's, it's, but they're supposed to be Sir. It's like... The, uh, the, the good robots, their acronym is Sir, which is something informational retrieval. I don't know. I don't know, man. But... Gur's name is Gur, and I, people have theorized it's because it the G stands for garbage because he has garbage in his brain. I used to like Gur, and I don't anymore. Oh, we'll dogs get, growl. We'll, they go Gur. We'll get to Gur later. Um, we'll talk about him later. But I feel like we should move this along a little bit. So he goes to Earth. Uh, he says, "I gotta find a disguise." Then he immediately jumps out straight into the open, does his whole um, house thing. Which is very loud, sets off multiple cars alarm, and wakes, wakes up the entire neighborhood. But real quick, I do want He wanna... has an I Love Earth sign in his front yard. <laughs> I do want to talk about his disguise, though, real quick. The whole joke of the show is that, like, ah, it's funny because he barely changes his appearance. Obviously, he's an alien. But he doesn't look that weird compared to the other characters in this show. No, I mean, that's mainly stylization. I just remembered, I'm sorry for derailing, in a couple episodes, he wears, like, a human suit. Like, it looks like one of those blow-up samurai suits, and it looks really bad, and I don't remember if he even puts his contacts on or if he just has his green head with his red eyes poking out of this giant mouth. Go on. No, I mean, I I know it's like stylization, but Dib, speci- Dib, who's also a character, he jumps up and he's like, oh, he's green. It's like, your teacher is also kind of green. Then again, your, your teacher is a mentor. Not sure she's human, human either. She's an, I'm pretty sure she's not. I think she's allergic to sunlight. And I got a Morpheus vibe from Dib the whole time. It was God. the trench coat, man. They really <laughs> did that up. Dib is the young kid who is obsessed with like anything paranormal. Bigfoot, 
and aliens, and that's the only paranormal things that exist. A big thing in the show is that, like, everyone is a total idiot, except for Dib, sort of. The only, like, not-idiot person in the show is Gaz, Dib's sister, who doesn't give a shit about anything except for her video games, which, same. I like how they're talking about, like, one of my favorite parts that we rewound and watched multiple times. <laughs> when Dib says that Zim is green, isn't that weird? And Zim's like, I have a skin condition. And then Dib stands up on his desk and goes, you also don't have any ears. Is that part of your skin condition? And Zim just looks down and looks so sad and says, yes. <laughs> Honestly, at that point, looked so sad. <laughs> and it was hilarious. I was almost bad for him. It was weirdly out of character because like, all of a sudden, like, for two seconds, he became a really good actor. All of a sudden, he was just like so seemingly insecure. That's he like blended the, in so well yeah, for a second there. That's the only episode where he like acts cool. A little later in that, like uh, Dib is doing his soliloquy and he's like, "Finally, I realize that I'm that I'm." And Zim makes a little insert like that I'm crazy, and that's like the most like normal thing to do and then after that he just loses all his shit forever zim is he doesn't good. even look like a kid yeah neither does old kid <laughs> old kid i forgot about old kid until can we talk about it. old kid for a second <laughs> he's not in any other episode not what he's an old man but he's the size of a kid and he's in their class and i'm pretty sure he's a kid but he's an old man one of the kids says dib you can't call someone an alien just because they look different i mean you can't say old kid is an alien and they pan to an old man whose size is a child he's just like hey there and that's the only time he's ever in the show. Really? I mean, yeah, I'm I sorry. Him. I'm sorry. I'm gonna give you a bit of behind the scenes. It was not like ten minutes before we saw Old Kid that we went outside and I made a comment about tortoises just saying that they are just turtles who are born older. <laughs> so it's... I have a feeling that was fate. I have a feeling that was oh. fate. He's a tortoise. The kid's a tortoise. I can't say... I can't say that there's a whole lot much else in this episode besides this exposition. What about the ice cream truck? The ice cream truck <laughs> was some dystopian... Buy ice cream. Buy ice cream. You love ice cream. No, I'm sorry. It was Arnold Schwarzenegger. Buy ice cream. <laughs> you love ice cream. You can't resist ice cream. With that, there's a running Get theme. Get to the ice cream now. <laughs> With this, there's a running theme of this show where nobody calls attention to it. Nobody calls attention to any of this weird no, stuff. No, it's just the status quo in this crazy universe. Which I love. It's great. Which, I love that. There's stuff like that all over the place. I love that. It's great. It's it's cool. It's cool world building. It's like should, should I start summing up the entire show? We, we're only past episode one. Yeah, let's go. Here, here's the thing about Invader Zoom. is that it's crazy and it's absurd. and It revels in its absurdness. It does. And a lot of it is shock factor. It keeps having Sorry. to amplify the dosage in order to like... Because I was shocked after episode one. I was shocked after episode the second one we watched. I was shocked after the third one we watched. They just keep <laughs> revving it up continuously and you're like losing your mind. It's low-key kind of a gross-out show. Not like to the point where like some like Ren and Stimpy would be, even though it came out very shortly after Sanjay that. Sanjay Craig. We don't talk about that here anyway. <laughs> I feel like this is a very interesting show because, like, you kind of look back at the 90s and there was a lot of gross-out humor, especially on Nick, um, but in a lot of cartoons. 
And then this one kind of transitioning away from that, there's still some of that gross out humor, but then you move into like... It's not nearly as bad. But... No, it's not nearly as bad because they're transitioning away, mm-hmm. and you start seeing the next kind of humor that got really big in cartoons at the time, which was like the random mm-hmm. humor. This is a very interesting like in-between point. Like You're seeing that transition very cleanly, and I thought that was very interesting to see. Here's the thing about the absurdity, though. It works in small doses. Yeah. If you kind of watch the show... I will say something I tone it down. Something I really do like about the show is that its style is really, really unique. It's very similar to uh, the creator Jonan Vasquez's his work in comics because he made a couple comics before that. I don't remember the other one off the top of my head, but one of them was Johnny the Homicidal Maniac, and the style is very similar. There was also one called Squee. Yes, Squee. So yeah, his style carried over. <laughs> Quick tangent about that. He makes very he made very adult comics. It is not the first person that a child show network would probably go to to make a children's show. I don't think this is how it went, but I like to imagine that someone at Nickelodeon made a dare that he wouldn't accept their offer to make a television show. He did accept their offer, and they were like, well, fuck. Yeah, the entire time I was watching this, like, I what felt was the like... Dare? Money? I don't know, this is just a scenario Shame. I made up. Shame. Public humiliation. Making the show Sanjay and Craig? <clears throat> no. Yeah, the entire show, like, I felt like I was watching, like, a moving webcomic. It felt very, like, e- even the comedy felt very much like it was straight out of a webcomic. And a lot of webcomics that, like, I would still see... You kind of see that comedy today, but it felt very much like in that era. I got a real like um, web comics and kind of a Newgrounds vibe to it. Even like the way that kind of the shots were laid out, I noticed a lot of like kind of looking up shots and there's a lot of like the stills. They looked like very much so that this was like um, something that was heavily storyboarded. Ha! 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 Anyway, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if that's how it went. I do like the way they use angles, even though a lot of them... Uh, Gavin's sister, Sam... Uh, hey, what's wa- up? Hi, Sam. We love you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sam watched it with us, and she uh, commented on how their uses of different angles and shots and how it's really cool, even though it kind of doesn't make any sense, just the way the perspective works and stuff. But you know what? It's stylized, so hey, let's go for it. Okay, uh, back to episode one. Uh, cool chase scene. Zim gets back home. What's his name? Dib. Dib. Swears vengeance or like proof or whatever. And uh, rivalry formed, roll credits, episode whatever. Three, <laughs> three A. I don't yeah. care about the numbers. Parent teacher conference. Parent teacher. Oh, I love this one. This, this was, was fun. This was my choice. So. <laughs> Okay, I was I was choosing like episodes, and I was like, you know what? I because I I watched the first one. And I was like, I want to see Parent Teacher because I want to see his shitty, terrible ass <laughs> robot parents try to interact with people. And you know what? It was great. <laughs> Laura and Dick were like, I don't know. You sure? Laura? We were incorrect. Because well, it was the first one that you saw. It was not the first one that I saw. The first one I saw was the best friends one directly below episode one. Yeah, but you didn't want to do that one because the best friend looked gross. He did look gross. I didn't like him. Keith, I have mixed feelings on Keith. Anyway. I don't I didn't even mean I don't know who he is. I didn't watch the episode. <laughs> he should be a cool guy. He's not, not one of the five. Cool yeah. Anyway. Parent teacher conference. I was so right to choose this. <laughs> Yeah, no, this one was good. Yeah, don't you dare bash my methods or anything. You can't. It was extremely entertaining. I feel like this one was very much... Somehow it felt really refined after the first one. Like, it focused in on the style, the comedic style of this show, 
How and long it, was, oh yeah. How long was the first episode? Uh, the first one I think was twenty two minutes. It also has a much. And it's eleven after that, right? Yeah, most other episodes are eleven minutes, give or take a few. Uh, the first episode has a much. It's just a lot of exhibition. Yeah, but it has a much slower pace than the rest of the series does. I noticed. Mm-hmm. I didn't remember that because I don't. I didn't remember watching too many of the earlier episodes when I was watching them. Well, I mean, how reruns work is they always show like the middle ones. Yeah, but I did. End up watching all the episodes one way or another. Cough, the internet cough. At least, I don't know, that's what it seems like to me. Anyways. Anyways. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> My first note is classroom camera, where... Miss <laughs> Bitters, God. Miss <laughs> Bitters is fucking hilarious, first of all. She's my favorite. She's... I like her a lot. I mean, she's a close second. Uh, my favorites are the two tallest, who don't get nearly enough screen time, by the way, but whatever. No, one of them's voiced by Peakley, anyway. Yeah, he's great. I think his voice really, really works. Like, mm-hmm. his voice actor's killing it in that poor role, guy's, seriously. Poor guy's typecast as green tall aliens. Yeah. <laughs> it works, he's doing it. Mm-hmm. Who um, pushed around. Yeah. <laughs> Shot well, in the eye with a laser. He has that voice, what do you want? Anywho, classroom <laughs> camera. <laughs> she, Miss Bitters is reminding everybody that the parent-teacher conference is today. Zim flips out because he doesn't have parents. I made air quotes there. He has robots that greet the door and just say, Hi, son. Yeah. And then explode. Just for facade. (laughs) After that, Zim's like, I never agreed to this parent-teacher thing. And she's like, yes, you did. She, The entire chalkboard flips open and reveals this huge screen. And this giant camera pops out of the side. And she hits the play button. And it reveals, like, Zim sitting there in class. She's like, Zim, are you going to bring your parents to parent-teacher day today? He's like, yeah, sure, whatever. He's, like, not paying attention, like, bouncing a pencil on his lip. I love how over-the-top things can get in this show. Anyway. I like it when it slows down, because that's almost (laughs) even more startling than when things get fucking... Yeah, this show gets so fast sometimes. The show, but I feel like the show expertly, like, like slows down and speeds up at just the right points to get the biggest reaction out of somebody. For the most part, I'd say so. But basically what happens in the episode is Zim reprograms his door-greeting parent robots using random TV shows. Um, (laughs) Well, he intended to use a guide on... Parenting, however, Gur fucks it up as is his want and watches a bunch of random TV shows instead. The stigma of TV is mindless, baseless dribble, <laughs> but this is the universe of Invader Zim, and of course it is mindless, baseless dribble, even My for that universe. Spine! And damn, it's great. <laughs> oh, we now return to our movie Poke of Doom. <laughs> So, as you could probably expect, um, this... Shenanigans ensue. Unintended programming causes the robots to act in weird ways. I do really quick want to point out one of my favorite jokes in any of these, which is when um, Dib's father, who's a mad scientist, um, he comes in on on a floating screen, because he's too busy to be at the parent-teacher conference. Um, But so he's like, oh, yes, I'm at my lab across town, and here's the sign, and says... No, the mixture, it's all wrong! No! And you see, like, like this like, this explosion on the screen, there's, like, all white light. And then it cuts back to the window, and you see a huge mushroom cloud. <laughs> and, like, like this... way bigger than it had any reasonable reasonable business being. And then there's a teacher who is talking to, to the dad, and he just kind of, he's terrified. He just, <laughs> great. 
Oh, I can't remember. What was his response? I can't remember if it, if it was... I don't think him. he said anything. Oh, wait. Well, before the, ex- before the explosion, he was just like, I know, my dad was like that, too. <laughs> he was never around. Uh, dad's name is Professor Membrane. That was never said in the episodes that I don't think their last name was Membrane. I wanted a whole lot. I wanted way more of him. I wanted to see him way more. Yeah, there's a couple episodes where he's featured slightly more prominently, but he never really has more than, like, four minutes of screen time. I- Loved him. Every He's time he was good. on screen. I feel like this show has a lot of those characters. It's like, I just wish He's... they were in here more. Professor Membrane is very charismatic. I would like to see more Maybe of that's him. why the fan base was so, like, surreal. So like that. Know? Because we had nothing because to Because we didn't have enough content of our favorite piece. <laughs> yeah, there was like a season and a half. Didn't even have enough content of the main cast. Yeah. But yeah, Robots flip out, and... Yeah, teacher conference goes horribly. Like, his arm flies off, Zim's explaining it away. The the parents are going up, like, batshit crazy because they were trained on TV, and not, like, the good TV Zim picked out, but, like, the bad TV that Gurr wanted to watch. Yeah, everything goes horribly. They finally go home, and they splout rockets out of their torsos, <laughs> and then they take Zim home, and Tip <laughs> turns around, he's like, was... Anyone watching that, everybody's back was turned. <laughs> the framing on that was so perfect because not it was great. Not only was everybody's back turned, but they were all facing the exact same direction, and it was exactly the opposite direction. It and was. Then, it was pretty good. It was pretty funny. And then Dib has his cup of punch. He's holding, and he just throws it out of frustration. And suddenly, he's like, "Hey, that kid's throwing punch!" And it's turned around in unison, and everyone just starts chastising him it's hilarious uh, see here's what sucks about this is that the some of the cinematography <laughs> just angles how they decided to show shit it was on point mm-hmm. and this being an audio medium we cannot like we can describe it but it doesn't do it justice again it felt like a webcomic but some it of it really, was just really so did. on point you can see the uh, the director's experience with this coming through, and it really does uh, mm-hmm. add to it. This um, this was a good episode. It was a very good episode. Another favorite joke of mine was the bit where the dad's arm just flies off, and everybody's <laughs> like, oh, he's like, and Zim, his explanation is, uh, he lost his arm in the war. This is two <laughs> seconds after everybody saw it fly off, and nobody questions it. My squeezing arm. <laughs> My squeezing arm. It was his squeezing arm. Why? Um, and then the next episode. Dark Harvest. <laughs> I would dare say, from my limited experience in the Invader Zim fandom, that an episode was infamous for being gross and bad. I wouldn't call it bad. No, it wasn't. But... It wasn't bad as in the episode was bad. It was but... bad as in I did like watching it. Uh, okay. That's up. why I picked Thanks, Nick. <laughs> Up until this point, I had seen some shit on Invader Zim where I was like, this is a show for children. Like, things got pretty gory sometimes. I'm like, you actually showed that. Like, that's... That's ridiculous. This is a show for kids. That It's insane. And then Dark Harvest rolled around. So, basically, it starts off with they're in class. Miss Bitter's talking about the Big Bang or something or other. A pigeon flies... No, no, no. It was the opposite of the Big Bang. It's the fact that the um, <laughs> the Earth or the universe is constantly... No, oh, that no, was... No, 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 no. Earth, no. That, that was episode one. How before the Big yeah, Bang, was there was about... nothing! And where that squirrel is out there, there was nothing! It goes on like that. 
Anyway. Is that the only and thing then, she ever talks about? Just like the fact that like just making all of the, the students question their own existence. She talked about the bubonic, the bubonic plague at one point. Oh, right. And here I was thinking that she was just the most The subject she lady. teaches is mortality. Existential horror. <laughs> <laughs> she um, is my mortality teacher. <laughs> I got an F in mortality. Well, bye. Now we kill you. Not... Mortality's a useless major. We just have to take summer school in the classroom, (laughs) in the underground classroom. Miss Bitters, is there an underground classroom? One of my favorite details. Yeah, sure, whatever. (laughs) Anyway, uh, a pigeon flies into the room, lands on Zim's head, and Miss Bitters is like, go to the nurse's office, you have the head pigeons. Oh yeah, early before that, Zim gets hit with a dodgeball, and he says, Ow, my squiggly spooch! Not a voice. Okay, he's no. like, that's not an organ. Hold up, hold up. Zim gets hit in the head with a dodgeball, and he says, Ow, my squiggly spooch. And then... <laughs> squiggly spooch. Spooch, that's squiggly it. Spooch. It's squiggly spooch. It's not squiggly. It's squiggly. Really? Yes. Believe me, it's I squiggly spooch. I will trust you more than my own ears <laughs> and handwriting. Uh, anyways. Dib goes, that's not an organ. <laughs> and Gaz is just looking down at her game, and she says, I have a squiggly spooch. Gaz is one I like Gaz a lot Zim has to go to the nurse's office And he realizes Ah dang I don't have any human organs So they're gonna realize I'm an alien So Zim uh, Comes to the Completely natural conclusion That he's going to Take other children's organs And replace them With common objects I didn't think it was As gross As everybody else In the room Um (laughs) I honestly thought that the drawings of the organs... I'm giving Nick, like, a very disapproving glare right now. I honestly thought that the drawings of the organs were a bit grosser than replacing organs. Hey, do you want to know the worst part of that episode, though? When he slurps up a large intestine like a noodle? Well, that part, but just the first (laughs) image of Zim's Every time he opens his mouth, just the inside of his Can I finish my sentence? No. Of Zim's bloated body that, yes, when he opens his mouth, you can see the pile of organs he has in his body, and I don't like it. Okay, but he just, like, why why is he, like, collecting them, though? Because more organs equals more normal. Oh, that's right. He did explain that. This is, like, the only episode I think I only ever watched once. This is the (laughs) second time in my life I ever watched this episode, I think. But yeah, no, this episode's really creepy. Honestly, I feel like, yes, children should not be exposed, or should not be, like, coddled away from scary stuff. I feel like this one was kind of unnecessary, though. I feel like it was a bit much. And this is coming from somebody who didn't really find it all that scary, but I didn't really feel like there was, I don't know, it didn't really feel like it was as impressive to me. I don't know. Hey, are we at a good um, pausing point? Yeah. Because Chonga replied. Oh, shit. <laughs> what did he say? <laughs> Chongo. <laughs> Quick tangent. Uh, we were recording a little other tidbit we had to do... Is it better with or without context? It was the ending to the Speed Racer episode. We yeah. We were recording earlier. Yeah. Uh, so... <laughs> and we uh, were talking about Chongo's funny name. Oh, Ryan, we love you. You're the best. However... Hi, Ryan. <laughs> Ryan's such a funny name. I have a funny story about how... How I perceive your existence, I'll tell you later, <laughs> if you're interested. Hit us up, Ryan. Anyway, so Gavin, we're just goofing around, and Gavin says something 
along the lines of, he should get a website and call it chongoschlongo.gov. Hey, 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 I started this. I had um, chongusmcbongus.com. No, hold, hold up, hold up. You get these for free, Ryan. The convo conversation was our thanks that we were going to give you um, at the end of the Speed Racer episode. And I was wondering, okay... So, I just have Ryan. Does he have a last name he wants me to say? Does he have, like, just Chongo? Does he have a website he wants me to plug? Is there, like, what? what's up? Does he have a Chongo? Like, I know he has a bunch... <laughs> I know he has a bunch... Like, he does music, he has albums, he's in a band. I know he does a bunch of stuff, but, like, what all should I mention about, like, all that? I'm like, does he have a website? Like, I, I knew you had a website, but, like, I was wondering what the URL was. And then we started making up a website. website. Yeah, he does. We got, like, his things on our website, right? We'll have a link to his stuff, but he doesn't have a website. He doesn't have chongoschlongo.com yet. Oh. Well, in that case, this is infinitely more valuable to you <laughs> now, Ryan. <laughs> then we start making up dumbass website names, and I came up with chongoschlongo.com. And then I quickly revised it to be chongoshwango.gov. Oh, I sent that. For when you're president. No, Please. No, no, no political affiliation, just .gov. <laughs> he, he did reply and he said, BRB, I'm becoming a government and register the domain. Ah, shit. <laughs> the original intent. Oh, no, he is becoming a government. Ah, oh, shit. Yeah, no, Dark Harvest was a weird episode. Uh... It was pretty gross, but honestly, I kept having this thing hyped up for me while I was researching for this episode, and you know, kind of a disappointment. I don't know. I went in fresh, and I was pretty, <laughs> I was pretty horrified. I ran it. I went in not fresh, and I didn't enjoy myself. And actually, I wouldn't be upset if we didn't spend a lot more time talking about the episode. No, there's Sad so much. There's so much to go, though. Oh, never mind. <laughs> Fuck. There's okay. First of all, my first question, like not completely grossed out, mm-hmm. like my actual legitimate analytical question was, okay, so I thought Zim was being like, you know, stealthy or like. More having finesse, like, not trying to draw too much attention to himself because he's just on reconnaissance mission No! But, no, he starts collecting all the children's organs just outright, which makes me wonder, why the hell hasn't he just killed Dib yet? Why didn't he kill Dib episode one, if that's the case? He's just incompetent, that's the whole reason, that's, like, the official reason. He's incompetent and stupid. He's incompetent and stupid, but he is bloodthirsty and he likes killing shit. (laughs) Yep. No, 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 it's like I said, he more likes the idea of killing shit. Like, he doesn't actually, <laughs> like, he, like, it's not actually a thing that he has really considered doing, I don't think. He has all the means there, to. There's an official comic where he takes over the Earth, and then he just doesn't know what to do after that. <laughs> yeah, I know, they made a movie about it, it was called Megamind. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was about Zim, not Dib. Hey, hey, Dib's listen. head is big, that's a weird running joke. <laughs> There are two hall passes featured in this episode. The first one is a collar that is a bomb. It explodes if he leaves school property. And, like, straight up, I could not believe they put that in a children's show. This entire episode, I couldn't believe they put in a children's show. But that bit specifically. Also, it is canon, or at least as close as this show has, that he put this bomb... That quick, quick note, that wasn't as big a deal back then. Yeah. Oh no, I just thought about the ramifications. Oh yeah, no. no. You can Zim puts this 
quote-unquote hall pass in a child. And again, it's still an armed bomb. And they never officially remove that? I would like to say... He puts it in someone else, who I assume left school premises at some point. (laughs) This episode is never brought up again. First season of Vader Zim had, like, zero continuity. It had more continuity closer to the second season. And then there was a giant boiler room, and it was like this dark, industrial mess full of fire and brimstone and 90 boilers. Basically, the formula for making Invader Zim is take a normal thing, now fuck it up real bad, you got it. Take a normal thing, what's a drug that fucks you up real nice? Take a normal thing, get some acid, (laughs) there you go. Then put that kooky alien in there, he screams a couple things, (laughs) where it comes in, kind of annoying, and you got an episode. Bada bing, bada boom. Bada boom. Um, um, next episode. Well, no, before wait, that, hold up. we got we got end we got end out the episode. Well, and the ending joke at the end. I liked it. The ending, the ending joke of Dark Harvest. The ending joke was they're both sitting in the nurse's office at the very end. The nurse comes up to Sam and just swats the pigeon off his head, takes his temperature, and says, "You're a very healthy boy. Good organs." <laughs> And then he walks up to Dib, who has had one of his organs replaced at that moment with, like, a cow moo thing. A cow moo thing. And then he goes moo, and the nurse screams and says it's not human. And then Dib is kidnapped and dissected because he's an alien. And everybody thinks Dib was the alien. Now let's lead... I'm going to use this to lead into my other... Into my crackpot fan theory. Oh, God. Okay, after that, I have a really important tangent I need to go on about head pigeons. Here's my theory. Zim is not the only alien in the show. My theory is every character, except maybe Dib, is an alien pretending to be a human. <laughs> this is why this entire show is, is terrifying. Oh um, my god. Everybody's, why everybody acts weird. Everybody is a different alien species. And why no pre- one questions t- anybody else? Because they don't want to draw attention exactly. to themselves. Oh my god, you know what? Mm-hmm. You know what? Okay, mm-hmm. listen, I'm about to bring some actual canon to you. Mm-hmm. Dib and Gaz, they are canonically like clones i don't know if they're both clones of professor membrane or if he had a wife that gaz is a clone of or something but what i'm saying is i'm not entirely i'm not saying it's entirely impossible that professor membrane is the only real human on the planet his children the clones are the only other two real humans on the planet and everyone else is an alien doing a shitty job at blending in i'm saying that's what this is that's what this is you know what i what? I'm sure there's things that could defute it, but I can't think of any right now, so right now I'm saying you're right. Speaking of Zim not being the only alien... Well, not yet. I have a tangent. Okay. So, the inciting part of this uh, episode was that Zim gets a disease called head pigeons, where a pigeon sits on his head, and Miss Bitters tells him that he has to go to the nurse's office before the head pigeons spread to the other children, because that's how that works. Anyway. Don't they lay eggs? They sure do. Just like the ones in Nick's brain right now. Oh god, we gotta keep going. The rats with wings, they multiply. (laughs) Anyway, when I was young, shortly after I got into uh, Invader Zim around 2010, when I still used Facebook, I joined a number of Invader Zim Facebook fan pages. And on one of which, I saw the inception of a pretty decent fan movement called Operation Head Pigeons. So named (laughs) because the goal of this group was to send letters to Nickelodeon to get Invader Zim back on the air. And I think the rhetoric behind it 
was that they were going to spread the word of Invader Zim the way head pigeons would spread to the other children. <laughs> I spent a pretty decent amount of time in the Operation Head Pigeons uh, Facebook group, and there were a bunch of really cool people there, fans like me, and we had good times. We, oh god, one I remember one time we made uh, a little album of pictures that we drew for Richard Horvitz's birthday, the uh, voice actor of Zim. And I think the mods actually ended up sending that to him, if I remember right. He did see it. I don't remember hearing anything back from him, but... Every, every person on that uh, webpage was you. Yeah. <laughs> you, I was about to say something sweet about it, but... <laughs> I will say they had a couple campaigns. because you're sweet. That's why everyone was sweet. Oh, thank you. Except for fucking Nora. Asshole. <laughs> Nora. God, Nora. She's a virus. Anyway, there were a couple campaigns where people sent in letters to Nickelodeon to get Invader Zim back on the air. It didn't work. Obviously. <laughs> Obviously. Although they are planning an Invader Zim movie, so maybe it did work? I don't know. I do remember just having a lot of fun times talking to the people on there that's it i was just in a nice community for a while that's all my tangent i don't believe you nice communities don't exist <laughs> so let's get to the last especially not online uh, so, they were all me so let's get to the last two episodes and let's try and run through these really quickly the next one is i can't remember the name for it but attack the hideous new girl yep. okay um, so Tack and the Power of Juju was oh a my God. Nickelodeon television show. Oh, <laughs> that yeah. bothered me a lot. Yeah, I'll, tell later. I'll tell you about it later. That was okay. another television show that was on Nick in like the <laughs> early, late 2000s. was actually in a video game with Invader Zim that I had. Anyway. Nickelodeon Globs of Doom for the Nintendo DS. Anyway. So, okay, sweet. yeah, Tack comes in and she comes in on a spaceship and it's like, oh, I wonder what she is. Turns out she's another alien. I was not expecting her to be of the same race as Zim. I thought she was going to be a different alien. Yeah, but it's pretty so, much very easy to call as soon as she shows up <laughs> that she's an alien. Yeah, well, she's, she mean, comes in a spaceship. And like, it, listen, she comes in a giant spaceship. Listen, she has a weird pet, just like Zim. Listen. I'm listening. In any other show, I would say yes. This is Invader Zim, where the ice cream trucks brainwash the children. Yeah, but still, I was still pretty sure yeah, where, yeah. where they were going with it. Like, but yeah, up. the thing with Tack is that she is also an Arkin. She has a crazy good disguise that makes her look like an actual human, and her competent robot, who's not Gur, looks like a cat with that disguise, and she, like, steals a human person to be her fake dad. It's like, she... Pulls it off so much better than Zim ever did. The King actually of has Invader gear She has training. gear and training and... It doesn't suck at her job. But boy, is... howdy, does Zim have heart. Which is weird, because... <laughs> he has like, sex. Like... <laughs> <laughs> uh, fun trivia fact. He had six hearts. In the Dark Harvest, he collects six hearts. <laughs> Back uh, to you, Nick, in the studio. The dad was the king of wieners. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I wanted to say. <laughs> Anyway. No, I want to say it. Don't say it. <laughs> if I say it, she'll cut it. She's already cut it like three times. Don't say it. My we family have a whole conversation about it. Okay, so she reveals that she hates Zim because he was originally what kept her from becoming an invader. Um, big shenanigans. Um, he got the suit. He got angry at vending machine. <laughs> Took out the power in half a planet. She couldn't take her test. She failed. She became a janitor and got sent to planet dirt. Yeah. And decided, um, 
to get revenge. And so her plan is to hollow out all of the Earth's uh, molten core. It's actually not about revenge. She says like five times it's not about revenge, Nick. Oh, it's, yeah. I'm very sorry. She just wants his job. Anyway. It's about revenge. It is about revenge. <laughs> Go she, on. Her plan is to hollow out the Earth's molten core and hey, fill hey, it with listeners, snacks. listeners, spoilers. It's about revenge. <laughs> She's going to put snacks in the Earth because the tallest don't give a shit about Earth, but it has if it has snacks in it, then they will. Yeah. And give her her job. Not a bad point. She should rightfully have that job, I'm going to say. Be better at it. Uh, so then Zim, Gaz, and Dib, who are teaming up now, because at this point we've skipped a couple of episodes, and they both completely know that Zim is an alien, and he has completely stopped trying to hide it from them. He just lets them into his base, you know. He doesn't even have his disguise on around them. <laughs> yeah. He talks about Urkins openly, yeah. which, honestly, I love that. That was great. They stop, tack. Or saved the day. I'm gonna um, be honest. The substance of this ep- of these episodes kind of isn't a lot because like we don't have a whole lot to talk about here. Kind of, we're just kind of like able to blow through it. They're really oh. fast. They're really snappy. Mm-hmm. I realized I did call it. Call what? I, f- I leaned over to somebody I can't remember who in the middle of the episode, like or towards the beginning. I'm gonna be like, I said I'm gonna call it right now. Gar saves the day. <laughs> Yeah. He did. <laughs> so that happens. They, they hooked Gur up to Tax Robot, which I think is named Mimi, and That's make... That's a nice name. It it's nice more name. than three letters. Tack that is... That makes me angry. Tack is totally designed like an OC. <laughs> All the other Urkins have, like, a standard uniform that looks... She's goth and cool and edgy, and then she's a, she's a like... <laughs> she's got a cape, she's got, like, weird boots, yeah. she has a piercing thing and a mole on her face. She's designed, like... She's designed even more OC-like than the OC I made. Her human and Urkin form are so OC-like. She's my OC, do not steal. Um, (laughs) Listen, I'm going to say the only thing I did with my OC is I put bows on her antenna. (laughs) Fun. Um, She was purple, though. But so, yeah, they defeat her and she flies off into space. She gets ejected from her ship. Uh, oh, did she die? No, I don't think she. I think she it was. She didn't die. I think it was intended for her to come back but at some point, but they just then the they show ended. Off into space. Okay, that's that's plot. That's plot in Tack the Hideous New Girl. I want to run through the nice absurd things that I I that I liked in the episode. Two seconds in, the teacher is is answering a phone call. I forgot. <laughs> My god. This is why I take notes. So much better at it than I My god. <laughs> it just... She gets a phone call that the kids are now allowed to celebrate Valentine's Day this year. Which in this world... First of all, first of all, while she's getting the phone call, they, they like, zoom in on the phone. You just hear, like, inhuman screeches come out of it. <laughs> yeah. And then it, like, retreats back into her desk, and there's, like, fire and ghosts coming out of it. <laughs> Fire and brimstone and ghosts come out of the trap door that the phone retreats into. And And this happens not once, but twice. The first time, you're, like, losing your shit. And the second time, it's super casual, which is even worse. It's like, oh, yeah, that's the fire and ghosts that come out of the phone, whatever. In this world, Valentine's Day is celebrated not with giving chocolates to your loved ones, but giving big slabs of meat. <laughs> is there a lot of meat in this show? Because I, the, I get the Kinda. impression there's, a, there's an... Well, Zim, Zim specifically is, like, there, allergic to it, so. Yeah, speaking of which, there's an episode which ends with Zim and Dib turning into big pieces of bologna. Oh, Why? 
the episode's based around how meat just burns Zim's skin, I think. Wait, like, the whole stick or single slices? The whole stick. Oh. Too anyway, Kevin, <laughs> my family's gonna watch this. And then there's, um, okay, so Tack comes in, she's the new girl, it's like, oh, the new girl needs a seat. Well, there are no open <laughs> seats, so what do we do about that? <laughs> she, Miss Bitters, takes a look around the room, picks a kid. That she, Rob. His name is Rob. <laughs> she picks Rob, because she's tired of Rob. No, she, no, 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 she, she just picks Rob at random. She just, okay, fine. She picks Rob at random. And like, whatever. You're going to the underground classroom. Now a giant trap door appears under his desk, and he gets whisked away to what I assume is hell, but elementary school. And then... And then there's also the other kid that she just doesn't like. She just doesn't like this other kid, sends him to hell, and then this other kid coming from nowhere just kind of skips into the classroom, sits down next to Zem. This kid is in his class. Oh, he didn't come from nowhere. I okay. I I assumed he came from the underground classroom, and that's why he was stoked. <laughs> but yeah, this kid is uh, next to Zim for the rest of the series, which is like the only real continuity that happens. I mean, for the whole series. Good job, Zim. I'm proud of you. <laughs> for the whole series, the cast of children in Zim's class is constant. The rest of the series, like what, all six episodes? Yeah. yeah. Well, still, the whole thing, it's all constant until that one kid goes to the underground classroom and is replaced by another kid. But then he's there for the rest of it, too. And then we're figuring out how to, um, you know, be tack, whatever, yeah, yeah, shorthand demon reprieve. And then fast forward to the hot dog stand that tack is pretending the to live in. giant hot dog. Not even live in. It's just a hot dog stand, and it's as big as, like... A skyscraper. Yeah! And Tack says, Tack's explaining, humans don't question anything in this world. They just think everything is a huge corporate venture. They would never suspect world domination. And then Dib says, There's a difference? (laughs) (laughs) Which, as soon as she put those two things together, I knew that joke was coming. But I still laughed. laughed. (laughs) Anything else from Tack, the hideous classmate? No, I'm good. New girl. New girl. Zim eats waffles. This one was my choice, and I... I have no notes about this. I kind of regretted it. This used to be one of my favorites. No, I'm very glad that you picked this one. Well, I didn't... Yeah, you know. I, I didn't like it, though. No, That's... I didn't like it either. I felt like it was... Well, here's the thing. I felt like they were trying something very experimental here, because I, I looked into some of the stuff on this... I don't think um... they're trying anything experimental, but go on. Well, I no. Did. Originally, they wanted to have the entire episode be one shot of just Dib watching his computer. Right, I think I remember that. It was them experimenting with a very, very, very limited setting. And I think that they tried to do this, and they had some interesting stuff, but I don't really think they had any ideas to fill it out with. We occasionally have Dib checking in with... The Swollen Eyeball Network. Which I would have loved to see more of them. There's not a whole lot. It's just kind of like a off-handed thing that Dib is part of the secretive network that investigates paranormal stuff. That's about it. Oh, I liked I liked the short bits that we got of him. The one guy talking about how he tied the toe hairs of Sasquatch <laughs> together. Dib's um, code name is Agent Mothman. I like Mothman. Yeah. Mothman's a cool dude. You know? He is. He's a cool dude to hang out with on Saturday nights. Doesn't he, he save people from bridges? No, yeah, he no, kills no, them. No, 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 no. He no. takes people away and kills them. No, 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 no. He shows up at a bridge before it collapses. He, he, he warns them that the bridge is going to collapse. He doesn't say anything because he's a mothman. He has a weird little crazy, weird, fuzzy mouth. He just yeah, sticks no, his tongue it. out, gets some nectar, and flies away. Yeah, and then the bridge collapses. 
Anyway, we don't know if they're we don't know if they're connected. Invader Zim. Yeah, Zim eats waffles, and that's pretty much all that happens. The joke is that Dib keeps trying to catch uh, Zim on tape, saying things about his evil plan. His recording things are broken and is in the process of fixing it, so in the meantime, he's just watching it happen. But he still has a webcam set up in Zim's house. Yeah, Um, and every time something is about to happen, he turns on uh, the screen to another member of the Swollen Eyeball Network, or in one case, the FBI, and it's just Zim and whoever else is on screen just chowing down on some waffles, and they're like, why do you keep bothering us with this? That's And that's every joke. Yeah. That's every single joke, and they do it like 40 times. It's like, crazy things are happening. Oh my god, I wish I were seeing this. It's so great. And then he calls the swollen eyeballs, and then... They're like, stop calling us. And then immediately after they pick up, stuff's back to normal. And Zim's like, ooh, wow, good thing stuff went back to normal. Anyway, let's keep eating these waffles. I feel like this is weird, because it isn't even a very original joke. I feel like we see this in so many other shows. You're right. We like, do. It's the entire premise of one of the constant B plots of Phineas and Ferb. It's just like, <laughs> yeah, they did it, and they did that so many more times, and it was always funnier than anything they had. In this yeah, episode. but they did it they... once an episode. The concentration was less. They yeah. somewhat did the same joke even in tech because during the commercial break or before the commercial break. It ends with Zim's robot bee flying away. And then it immediately cuts to Zim and Gurr fighting this big ham monster that came from nowhere. Yeah, the ham monster cool. goes away and Zim's like, wow, what an adventure with that. Anyway, we need to beat Tack. <laughs> Which was kind of funny. No, that was funny. Yeah. I like that one. This episode was one of my favorites when I was younger. And I'm honestly, I cannot, I don't know what I saw in it. It's okay. It kind of people like garbage when they're young. Yeah, I'm actually a little sad about it, if I'm honest. Because oh, I, I'm sorry. I mean, it's it's okay. Not a big issue, but it's just like that used to be one of my favorites, and now I'm like, you see it for what it truly is, which is not very much at all. Well, looks like somebody went back to one of their favorite things as a kid and found out that it wasn't very good. I'm not the one who gave you shit about that, you know. Yeah, that's me. But I've gotten to one of you, and now on to the next. Yeah, listen, I'm the one who gave him the most shit about it, and we have yet to go to one of my childhood shows that I like. We'll go to that eventually. Well, that's kind of all I... Is there anything else about Zim Eats Waffles that we need to mention? I Again, I have no notes. <laughs> Not really. Real quick, I did want to say that I wanted to pick Zim Eats Waffles because I thought it would be an interesting look into the quote-unquote subculture that this show created around itself and i'm sure anyone who was um a teenager or preteen between like 1990 to 2010 can relate to that phase where you thought just quote-unquote random stuff was the funniest stuff ever when it really wasn't but you know what it's okay but just there was a lot of that in this episode i felt like and i i kind of think invader zim in general kind of kick-started that whole mind frame. It's 2001. It was pretty early. Yeah. Here's my thought on it. This episode did have a lot of, of random humor, but I feel like this episode wasn't alone in that. I feel like a lot of the episodes in this show had a lot of random humor. Mm-hmm. But this one just didn't do it well. It had a completely different approach, and it felt like it was more subdued in its randomness. 
And it was repetitive. Yeah, yeah. it just, like, it's like, this is The random. randomness wasn't random. Yeah. You're gonna like, show Zim yeah, it doing just, crazy stuff. May's gonna be not in two with seconds. With like, okay. occasional non-sequitur from Gurr, who... Gurr was, like, 70% of all the random humor in That's the show. That's what I, I want to talk about. I want to... We can get to Gurr just a little bit later, but I do okay. want to talk about how, like, I feel like a lot of the stuff I was expecting to annoy me in this show didn't. Like, I feel like... Yeah. Like, I know that this movie screams a lot. It never got annoying to me. It never yeah. got annoying. I never got to the point where like the character screams and I'm like, okay, you're just screaming. I feel like it always served the joke, and that may just be me, but I never got to the point where it's like, oh, you're just you're just really loud. It's annoying. I always felt like it. They used it in the right places, except for in this episode. This episode mm-hmm. felt like it was just gratuitous, and you were just screaming and say like, ah, it's funny. Character yell. I feel like every episode did it right, and right. this one didn't. Which I feel like the fact that you said that this is the one that kind of shows how the subculture was is very fascinating to me because I feel like this was the episode that did a lot of the things that the other episodes were doing but just worse and mm-hmm. I find that very fascinating that that's the one that a lot of the fandom kind of gravitated towards and I wonder why that is I will say it wasn't my favorite episode my favorite was I think Mega Doomer which we didn't watch but uh, it was definitely one of my favorites I still have I, I still think I would enjoy Mega Doomer if I were to go back and watch it that's I... nothing anyway <laughs> I really, because I've been saving this the whole podcast, I wanted to wait till now to talk about Gurr. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have mixed feelings on him. Well, I had mixed feelings about Gurr episode one, when they introduced him, and then I'm like, okay, this is that type of character. And I had a slight preconception about Gurr going into this, which was... I was watching this one YouTube video, it was like, top 10 cutest characters in TV shows, um, like, and they're the comic relief, and they, like, I don't know, when everything's crumbling, it makes, like, life, life is a little bit better with them. And yeah, people like Spike and Butters and all that stuff, and who ranked, one of the people who ranked really high, I think maybe number one, was Gurr. I'm like, oh, okay, I'll take your word for it, because I have never seen Invader Zim, ever. Cool design. Yeah, all right. I cool, like his cool design. design. His I, design's fine, but... I drew him a lot when I was little. <laughs> but episode one, they introduced him, and I'm like, okay, I have mixed feelings about this guy, and I'm not really sure. Maybe, you know, maybe he gets better. And then <laughs> we didn't see much of him in the episodes that we picked. Like, he was there, <laughs> sure, but we didn't see a whole lot of him, and we certainly didn't watch a Gurr episode. There, which there are of, there are multiple Gurr episodes. Yeah, in the Waffle episode, I think I really made up my mind about how I feel about Gurr, which <laughs> I don't like it. And Mm-mm. now that I'm saying this out loud, the whole episode was bad. So I don't know. Maybe Gurr was just as worse too. But I didn't like him at all. I didn't like him in any part of it. Gurr, yeah, me neither. <laughs> Gurr is the side character who, in this day and age, if Invader Zim was out, they would make a spin-off of him, and it would be horrible. They call it Planet Sheen. <laughs> just about to say Planet Sheen. In the episodes that Gurr is in, he is either just a non-sequitur, just there to make jokes, or he's purely a plot device. Like, there's an episode where... Gurr's, like, competence switch gets stuck on on, and he does a lot of stuff, and then Zen has to make him stop. He doesn't have a stop. competence switch. Well, they just made him with junk and crap. That's well, some, how he is. Sometimes you'll notice that he gets a little competent, and his eyes grow, glow red like all the other Now I'm wondering do. who did it first, Spongebob or Invader Zen? Probably Invader Zen, I think. It was well, 2001. Yeah, yeah. Well, Spongebob started in the late 90s, didn't it? Yeah, what episode of Spongebob were you talking about? There's that one where Patrick, like... Falls off a cliff, loses his head. Oh, Invader Zim came out before that one. Ugh. Yeah, I think so. 
I feel like that's just what you do when you have a stupid character. Yeah. Good. You make them smart for an episode. So, I think that's pretty much about all we have to say about I it. I have one last thing. Okay. Laura, I've noticed that around this show, you seem to say, like, you aren't <laughs> super into revisiting this show. Um, I find very interesting. Okay. Well, I feel like everybody hates themselves from middle school. And yeah, let me exactly. explain myself. I'm gonna, yeah, that's exactly it. I'm the one who brought up Invader Zim in the first place, and then while we were watching, I just kind of kept cringing and face palming, and I'm like, wow, I must look like the biggest hypocrite right now. But I enjoyed it. I I really liked it. I, yeah, I like you were so embarrassed over it, and I was well, watching it, and I was laughing, and I liked it. The thing is, I wasn't embarrassed about the show itself. I was embarrassed about all the stupid things I did. Not that I did anything like bad or anything, but I'm just remembering about like the stupid like except for that one car. Should oh, pay that guy back, right? Ah, oh, you. Thanks for jogging my memory. No, I'm still kind of on the lame about that. I appreciate if you didn't, you know, bring that up on the internet. Good out. Anyway, no, <laughs> no, that was a good joke. <laughs> uh, anyway, I was uh, scared. So just think about like all the stupid. I made a couple stupid comics about it. Like I said, I made that fan character. At the same time, like I'm just watching it and thinking about the way that the things in this episode influenced the things I made in that time period. But if I'm being honest, I'm trying to be a little nicer to myself about it because for one thing. I'm sorry, this is a comedy podcast, but I'm about to make it real. I'm sorry. <laughs> For one thing, I would—I really wouldn't be who I am today if I didn't, you know, have that phase. Looking back on it, I think it taught me a good, good amount of, like, you know, how to make actual good content, how to make characters and stuff. And also, that was a really fun time in my life. You know, that, I mean, in some parts, it wasn't, because it was in middle school, I had, like, yeah. Two friends. Yeah. It's okay, I have five friends now, but I sh- but two of them are these guys, and I share the other three with them. Hey, what's up? <laughs> anyway. But love yeah, you, Laura. I love you too, Gavin and Nick. Do you really need any more friends with me? Fuck you. Yeah. Anyway. Love oh. you, Nick. I love you, Nick. Do you really need any more friends than me? Yes. <laughs> he just put his leg up on the table, by the way. His, his hairy, exposed leg. I know. <laughs> but, yeah, the stuff... I think back on that time, and when I was just, like, in my room, hanging out, drawing my fan art, writing my cruddy fan fictions, I was having a lot of fun. And you know what? I shouldn't be punishing myself for that. Mm-hmm. I mean, you gotta hit that phase. Everybody hits that phase. Mm-hmm. I wish I could go back in time and find younger me so I could punch him in the head. I will yeah. say I'm glad that you guys didn't see that side of me. I what? didn't even know Nick at that Well, place. I mean, you did show me pictures and we're gonna show Nick after recording. <laughs> I'll put that on the Twitter. Here is a very, well, here's a very interesting that- phenomenon that I have Hold kind on. of... One of my favorite quotes. Sometimes things have to get worse before they can get better. What's that from? Uh... I'll tell you later. All right. Because I don't remember specifically the cool. name. Cool. Okay. I've kind of noticed an interesting phenomenon, especially given the episode that we recorded last week, yeah. which was me going into an episode, or me going into a show and saying like, oh man, I love this show. This show is, this show is probably really good. And I watched it. <laughs> and as I was watching it, it's like, oh man, this is going to be great. But it was an objectively bad show. It was not a very good show. I still enjoyed watching it because when I was a kid, I like, loved everything. And it's so interesting because I liked that show because I was a kid. And I was a young old kid. old and cranky and crotchety. <laughs> and like that phase, I look back on Nick's myself. Nick's cranky and crotchety. Get Did a, you hear fu- get a fucking hole, old man. 
I look back on that phase of my life and I'm like, man, oh yeah, I was this innocent little kid who loved everything. Where, Laura, I feel like whenever you look back on that, you're like, oh, that phase of my life I don't like. And so I don't like this show. Or you don't want to go back and watch the show. I never didn't like the show. Like I said, I brought it up. <laughs> so I'm the one being the hypocrite here. But yeah, just watching it, just like, man, I was a shitty kid. <laughs> no, no, I wasn't. I was a weird kid. <laughs> there I, it is. I feel a little bit bad because we've torn apart an episode for you. We've torn apart a series for you. I don't feel like I have a show that I super enjoyed as a kid that is actually legitimately bad. Dude, oh, I don't worry, say, Gavin. At least not, I remember one for you. At oh, least God. not one that you all weren't into as well. Ones that come to mind are codenamed Kids Next Door. <laughs> Nick is horrified. I mean, I don't... I, Excuse I, me? I, th- I, th- I think... I think... I think... shade. No, I didn't. Codename... Okay. No, I'm just trying to list off shows that I liked as a kid. I will say real quick... I don't know if it's bad. I haven't watched it recently. I will say real quick... I don't trust younger me to make judgment. You, go. I will say real quick, you guys did not ruin uh, Zim Eats Waffles for me. I would have come that to... I, I would have come to that conclusion if I watched that by myself. Anyway, well, yeah. don't worry about it. However, Nick, I'm so sorry about what we did to Speed Racer. <laughs> Nick no, would have come to that great. conclusion watching it by himself. It was too, great. I, no, feel like. no, I love the Speed Racer episode. The problem with Gavin is he had good taste, unlike yeah. the rest of us. Oh, no, don't worry. I remember it. I'm really oh, curious. Oh, we'll keep you I'm on really your, the edges of your seats. Uh, on the edge of my seat, I don't know what he's talking okay. about. It's getting late. We gotta do okay. uh, oh, final thoughts, okay. and also Nick has to go to the hospital for those bugs. That is true. Yeah. Okay. Real quick, real quick, real quick. I do want to say. Laura, with... See your time, Nick. You gotta <laughs> spend it well. Okay. Seeing the way you kind of reacted to Invader Zim, I was very surprised at kind of the way that you felt like you you kind of seemed like you were a little ashamed about liking Invader Zim, which was weird, because I felt like it was a really great show. I felt like it was awesome, and I feel like it's so unfair that a lot of these kind of properties, like Invader Zim, kind of get thrown under the bus mm-hmm. because of the way that some people perceive themselves or other people that like that show. And I feel like that sucks so much. Hey, guess right. what? That's animation as a whole. Yeah. But we're breaking that stigma. But hopefully. Well, there's just a <laughs> you lot and of I, stuff. hopefully. There's just a lot of stuff that if you hear someone say, like, blank on the internet, you're like, oh. I think that's, mm-hmm. like, that's just kind of your first thought. And it's, that sucks. I just had, like, five so examples good. come to mind. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. We wouldn't name any names. Not not, not to date this episode. Not brick and mortar. <laughs> Rig and mortis. Um, <laughs> but... Yeah, I feel like that's kind of a weird, stupid, stupid, dumb social thing that needs to go. You're right. Um, So yeah, I think we should get to final thoughts. Just enjoy things. That's the lesson of this episode. Enjoy things and don't let, don't take any shit. Okay, final thoughts. Nine brain cells. You. Uh, Final thoughts. Invader Zim, solid show. You know what? Nothing wrong with it. I wouldn't, it's not the best show I've ever seen. But you know what? It was my favorite show for multiple years and I honestly... The show itself, I can't fault myself for that. I enjoyed watching it again, and I'm still nostalgic for it. Gavin, go. I liked it. I mean, I... I don't know. I feel like I can be kind of harsh, mm-hmm. Nick. <laughs> I, I, I can be kind of <laughs> criticizing just a bit, but... You like I, making shit up that has nothing to do with anything. Can I bring up the stamps again? The what? stamps... Were there stamps? <laughs> the stamps... From in the Speed Racer episode when you're like, oh, where do they keep all the stamps? That has nothing to do with anything, but I love it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was good. Yeah. Where do they keep all the fucking 
fucking stamps. They're like those library stamps. Yeah, and they have the sliders, and you can like change them. We did a whole thing on. Anyway, don't, don't worry. Any okay. Listen to Speed Racer. Anyway, I liked it. It was a good show. I laughed at the jokes. I was entertained. I wasn't falling asleep after five episodes. I I don't know. I enjoyed myself. I liked it. I really liked it. I'm, I feel like this style of comedy has kind of been ridiculed over the years, but I feel like this show kind of came out swinging and it really knew how to execute it very well. For the most part, I didn't like... I felt like Gurr was kind of the one point where they kind of stumbled there. Yeah, nobody's perfect. Yeah, yeah, nobody's perfect. Again, bizarre that Gurr was what stuck with everybody because yeah, I feel like that was mm-hmm. the weakest part of the show. It was just that one video. It might not be, but whatever. <laughs> well, but, no, Gurr's big. You see in Vans and Merchandise... It's like 80% Gur, 10% anyone else. Laura, our link to the Invader Zim verse. Yeah, absolutely. I am the avatar of the Invader Zim community. Everything Zim, she got it. Unfortunately, yes. Um, or fortunately, I don't know. Stop being mean to yourself, Laura. But yeah, no, uh, I thought it was a great show. I really liked the very unique take they had to design and um, their, I guess you could say, cinematography and their pacing. What would you guys rate Invader Zim, Nick? 7.96 out of 10. Wow. Wow. Shit, specific. Why is that so specific? I don't know. Because I feel you like... You know what? Fair. <laughs> I feel like 8 is high, but 7 is low, and I want to give it an 8. But 7 is not low. 7 is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Seven is if really you're not good. a game journalist, 7 is good. So, yeah, 7. <laughs> if you're not, like, all, you know all us people used to fucking school, Fine, yeah. like, 7.5 oh, no, out of 10. 7.5 out of 10. Not perfect, but really solid. I hmm, I kept going back and forth between 7.4 and 7.6 or anywhere in between. I think I decided on 7.6. And I was sitting here thinking my one decimal point that wasn't 0.5 was super specific. But goddamn, Nick. I'm giving Invader Zim a moose out of 10 for breaking out the random XD humor. And also there were two episodes with mooses involved, one of which... Nice. Of Mises. 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 Uh, one of which blew the entire show's budget on CGI walnuts. What? <laughs> I was about this to do a... Board and we're done. No, hold on. I was about to do a bit into the microphone, and she made me stop all of that because... <laughs> yeah, there's an episode called A Room with a Moose, where Zim tries to trap Dib in an entire... Uh, Short version. We didn't do this episode. We didn't do it. Zim tries to put Dib in a room with a moose, and he shoots walnuts out of a bus, and the moose eats them, and the walnuts are CGI, and it took up, like, the whole budget for the rest of the season. The end. Time time for my bit. The plural of moose is moose. So would you all guys... about education here at Storyboard. <laughs> so would you guys watch this again? Do you want to go watch more? Yeah, I think I'll go watch more Invader Zim. Not now, though. Not right now. Because small doses. Like I said earlier. No, but, yeah. It's a good show, but... Small doses. Small doses, good idea. I would definitely say yes, but you know what? I need to go to the hospital. Yeah. Oh shit, let's get Nick to the hospital. I got like two left, man. No, we two need to make things real quick. Turn it on the TV when he gets there. Yeah, I got the DVs, we'll bring it. But we do need to thank some wonderful people first. First off, thank you to my cousins, Anna, for doing the art, and Sammy for doing the lettering on our wonderful uh, cover image. Links in the podcast description to their social media where they do good art stuff. They're good art students and I love them. I want to thank uh, Ryan, known as Chongo on the internet, CEO, president, captain, commander-in-chief of ChongoMcChlongo.gov. 
Meg has rule, reign oh, eternal. Oh, so generously decreeing that we be allowed to use his song Bacon Hat off of his album Hat Shop for our theme song. Uh, you can check out all of his solo stuff. He also has a band with Penny Parker. It's called Go Child! Exclamation points after each word. Go! Child! No, just child. Go, I just put... Really? No, just go. Just go. Really? Not child. This little script, I put an exclamation point after it. Oh. I made a script. I'm sorry. We're not this good. It's go, child. More links in the description. <laughs> Finally, thank you to the Lunar Night Studio for having us on the network. And we forgot to say our social media stuff, so I'll do that now. <laughs> you can find us at storyboard underscore cast on Twitter or on storyboardcast.tumblr.com. And if you want to request us to watch and talk about a particular cartoon, feel free to add us on Twitter or send us an ask on Tumblr. Maybe we'll do it. And maybe we'll say that you told us to do it. We're still working it out. Thanks. <laughs> All right, that's been Storyboard, Sweet. and we need to get Nick to the hospital right now. Let's go. <laughs> oh, God, the bugs are coming out of his mouth. Oh, God. Shit. Oh, God. Oh, God, run. Buzz. <laughs> it's your buzz. <laughs> and that is, that's the number one thing. It's your buzz, Nick Boy. It's your buzz! That full basement, basement house. was my fucking liner. <laughs> I remember basement. playing yeah, Sonic Adventure 2 Battle with Sam in there what? like one time. This basement is also your lair. Yeah, but that one was also my lair before okay. this one. Let's go back to the episode! People get new layers, Nick. I've changed. <laughs> like an onion. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I was pulling out my Scottish vocal cords, dusting them off. Pull it in the episode.